Just an hour behind, like normal. <laughs> yeah, I was like a Negroni man. God damn it, Rick! You made him uh, jealous. That's all. Man, I, I need to make another one. I'm like out of it. I'm done. I'm empty. Oh, are we all doing refills right now? Yes, just yeah. do refills, real fast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Wounded Tiger. I'm your host BDK, and I'm joined today by Slim Ricky, aka Sweet Rick, aka at Ricky Dale USA. AKA at Echo Alley Barbershop. Am I missing anything, Rick? Anything else you want to plug? Uh, Rick Will Cut You Podcast. Yes, AKA host of the Rick Will Cut You Podcast. And of course, Jofo. We'll start this Uh-oh. off. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start off with a, a, a quick game recap. Seven minutes left in the first quarter. Brandon Allen threw an interception. I know we were all pretty surprised to see that. Um, with three minutes left in the first quarter, Allen then made up for that interception by throwing a 72-yard touchdown pass to Boyd, where, you know, I I know Boyd did a lot of the work, but I got to say Allen really hit him right in the hands on that pass and um, deserves a lot of the credit for that touchdown. So shout-out to Brandon Allen, who was looking good. by Sample, too. Yeah, yeah. It was a good block, yeah. Sample held on to his man pretty well. Uh, But Boyd, Boyd got around the sample block and and beat his man and it was off to the races second quarter dolphins had a field goal with one minute left in the second quarter uh boyd and howard both got ejected from the game you guys have probably seen replays of this um there was a a, two dolphins cornerbacks pushing boyd out of the sideline they pushed him into the teenager that carries the bag of balls at the games who you may have seen him before the bag ball guy. Uh, so he fell over him and then one of them like put their hands on Boyd's face and he retaliated. Uh, we got penalized and ejected. They got ejected and not penalized. If you're looking back at that game and criticizing the referees, you have to say this should have been offsetting penalties and we should not have been penalized. And why does this matter? Because um, on the next play, the Bengals missed a field goal, which may have been made if we were 15 yards closer. Um, and then right after that missed field goal, the Dolphins drive six plays for 27 yards and they hit a field goal right as time expired heading into halftime. Um, so it's seven, six at halftime, third quarter Dolphins get a touchdown, uh, with 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter, the Dolphins get a field goal and that's the last score of the game, but the action did not stop there with 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter. The benches were cleared for a brawl. Um, everyone, <laughs> as Rick pointed out on a meme to us, except for the Bengals offensive line, um, the benches were cleared. <laughs> Everyone's on the field. <laughs> Did you guys see this? The old linemen just sitting there. <laughs> the biggest guys won't come out and fight. Who sent that, that gift? That Bobby Hart gift where he's just standing there and the guy just oh. runs right by him and tacking sacks Finley or whoever the fuck it was. That at was the point. crazy. I mean, it, it's hard to look at that and say that Bobby Hart did not intentionally let that defensive end get past him. I mean, am Much I wrong here? Like, <laughs> you're not saying it? Ugh. I think okay. it was one of those situ- situations with that Bobby Hart letting him fly by him where it was like, 
that wasn't Bobby Hart's man technically. You know what I mean? Like it was supposed to be like Spain was supposed to pick him up or something on their play, but then it's the NFL and it's like a team sport. So aren't you supposed to block who's in front of you? I don't know. Yeah. So he's just like, well, I'm doing my job technically. Football's confusing. You know, I, I can't, maybe we're too hard on these athletes. It's a tough game. There's a lot of rules. Do I go left? Do I go right? Do I block the man? <laughs> Do I let him by me? Do I let him right by me? <laughs> Uh, can only be 350 pounds and 6'6. Six, six. Life yeah. would be so much easier. Right. No kidding. Well, maybe he's just got a low football IQ. I'm sure Bobby Hart's a, a smart, kind individual. But um, yeah, bad decision. Not according to his Twitter. <laughs> What's the Twitter say? Didn't he get in trouble for saying like some homophobic stuff and he took it down in the offseason? I missed it. I hope it was Bobby Shame Hart because I just said it was. You, Bobby. Shame on you, Bobby. <laughs> Heard it here first. <laughs> so, Shame uh, on Bobby. <laughs> That's not what we want to see out of our athletes. No, no, no. So the bench is cleared. Um, Parker and Hollins were both ejected from the Dolphins. Wilson was ejected from the Bengals. Um... You know, fast forward a little, less than so. Oh, and, and one of the Bengals coaches was on the ground. Did you guys see this? Like getting stomped on, stepped over. Oh, I don't know who he was. It was some faceless uh, <laughs> coach. He had a Bengals t-shirt on and a headset. That's all I could tell you. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't Zach Taylor or Anna Rumo. Um, or Turner. <laughs> or Turner, yeah. I, I don't know who it was. They showed a stat on the screen, guys, with about seven minutes left in the fourth quarter that the Bengals had a total of negative eight yards in the second half. <laughs> in the second half? Yeah, the second half. That's with seven minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. Wow. So, uh, I'm not sure what we finished with, but I do know that the final score was 19-7. to seven, So not our finest day at the office. Um, it was an interesting game. I really I kind of felt like it was going to be competitive and we might, you know, actually win until that that whole uh second quarter mishap with boyd like that's when things really seemed to turn uh when bullock missed that kick and all the momentum really shifted dolphins got a field goal and you know from then it's hard to really get up and get motivated if you're the Bengals. it's hard enough as is but when the game's kind of going against you in that way you don't get the flag against the dolphins that you expect that play i mean that play was why football is kind of a shitty sport you know like it's like what the fuck just happened this guy just got shoved he was he was outside of the white line like the sideline when he was pushed like forced to the ground he gets up he's pissed as he should be and then their guy throws the first punch and we get called for unnecessary roughness 15 yard penalty and our guy gets ejected it was like i don't understand i don't i just like even after looking at i mean like watching it four times it was like 15 minutes of the game was just this fucking one play and it didn't make any sense. And then, yeah. And then they, then we missed the field. I mean, like I would have bet my life that bulk was going to miss that field goal after that play. It was oh, like, yeah. well, there's no <laughs> way he's making this now. Like just like, just cause it was one of those, it was a bangle moment where it was like, cool. Like that didn't make any sense. Even after watching the replay and they took it to the booth in New York, you know, it still was what it was. And then, yeah, well, we're going to fall apart after that, obviously. And we did. And then that was the game. You're right. Yeah, I think uh, 
everyone was upset and confused. Uh, I mean, I'm still confused why it wasn't why they weren't offsetting 15, you know, two 15 yeah. yard offsetting penalties. Then we would have, you know, hit the field goal, been up 10 to six or whatever at halftime, right? But, uh, I mean, why didn't I mean, I feel like if there's ever a moment to get thrown out of a uh, football game if you're a coach, like that's the moment. Like, you yeah. suck. Your team sucks. No one, none of the players want to play for you. And your best player on the field gets tossed out of the game, like unjustly. Like, just you should have just lost your minds if you're Zach Taylor and just like gotten tossed. Yeah, that could have been his die on the cross moment for his players, you know. Yeah. Uh, but what did, what did he do? I don't know. They never panned to him. So he's probably just sitting there making play calls. That's a good point. You do. I do. You would love to see a coach who just gets fucking fired up, man. You never see yeah. that. Like for us, I don't know. No. Not a Bengals coach. Nope. I can't think of one in my lifetime fiery coach that we've had. Well, Lewis had his moments. Who? Marvin Lewis. He has his moments. Lewis in the early days. In the Fired early up days. Moments. I don't know. Only only to encourage one of his players to behave well. That's that's yeah. when I see him get mad. <laughs> yeah, he just claps up. I don't know. I don't know. You're right though. It'd be cool Sam to see. Sam Weish. Him. I, I know that's the last one, right? Was... Sam yeah. Weish is the last coach we've had that would like be a fired up mofo when he had to be. Dick LeBeau wasn't doing it. Bruce Closet wasn't doing it. Marvin Lewis was a softy. I love him, but Yeah, I love him. Anyway, sorry, Ford, I cut you off. What were you saying? Oh, nothing. I just I was gonna take it back to Zach Taylor and I I, I know everyone's shitting on him and doesn't like him. I'm not convinced that he's a bad coach yet. I haven't figured it out yet. I don't think he's a bad coach yet. I think he's still building his system and I think He's had a rough fucking year, man. Look what's happened. All these injuries. It's insane. He's got more talent than Shula did. But like. And a worse record. So that means he's a bad coach. I still think he needs. I don't think that you can. Be proven as a bad coach in this short of time. I think that you give him one, a third year. I think you can see it three years. We could be. I mean, like if you look. Hold on, hold on. If Burrow doesn't get hurt this year, there are so many close games. We would have won. We would have beat New York. We would have beat Dolphins for sure. And there were like, we almost beat Cleveland. We almost beat, um, we did beat the Titans. I mean, there were a lot of really, I mean, this is always what it should is like, sure. But we were really close in all those games. He could easily be, this could be an eight win season. Is all, all I'm saying. And that would be totally different. I think you're right. I think it could be an eight win season. If we had better coaches, because isn't that what a coach does? It, a, co- a good coach gives you a competitive edge. You win close games. Look at the Steelers. Look at the Patriots. Look at the Patriots on Sunday, yesterday. They have no one. I can't name anyone on the Patriots except for Cam Newton. They have their, gar- their garbage team. <laughs> and Belichick. And they won. They just beat someone, what, 45 to nothing or something? Yeah. yeah, was yeah. yeah. I mean, coaching matters. And, uh, Ah, I just, you gotta, you only have a small window with Joe Burrow. And, and I don't know. I just feel like you need to make a change now, get a veteran coach in there or someone who knows what the hell they're doing. Someone who can get, who can actually convince good coordinators to come and uh, be a Bengals coordinator. Cause Zach Taylor can't do it. You think he's going to get a good coordinator next year? 
if they keep Zach Taylor and he fires his coordinators, do you think he's like all the best corners are like, Oh yeah, I want to, I want to work for Zach Taylor. I'm not seeing it, but um, uh, it, we'll get, we'll get a little bit more to Zach Taylor later. I, I took a sneak peek oh, of the mailbag. We, we got a question on him later. No, don't be sorry. It's all good. <laughs> um, but Slim Ricky, I wanted to um, bring us back to the previous pod. You had a Nostradamus moment um, <laughs> where you said, quote, Brandon Allen is going to get hurt. You have not seen the last of Ryan Finley in Cincinnati. That was your call. Congrats. You, 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 you called it. You were right. I, I didn't um, go over it in my game recap, but Allen did Listen. get hurt. Finley did come in. And I got to say, our performance dropped off a little. I but, can't uh, uh, take all the credit for this. I want to thank Bengals offensive line. I want to thank the coaching staff. Uh, I want to thank, um, I don't know, my dead dad who came to my into my dreams and tells me what's going to happen in the future. So all uh, those people and God helped me out, and I knew Brandon Allen was going to be uh, injured. And I even think I'm going to say he's going to come back next week and get injured again, but this time it's going to be worse. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And I don't want it to happen, but – if it does happen, I will be thanking everyone again for helping me make this prediction. But like I said, I don't want it to happen. I don't want to be thanking people here next week. Please don't let that happen. Well, just quick back to the injury. And uh, thank you, Mr. Morgan and all the others who are a part of Rick's ability to call that. Um, how bad was the injury, did you guys think? I mean, it looked like he got, you know, maybe his bell rung, but he walked off, right? I mean, it's not like, Serious. He's starting next week, I'm assuming. Yeah? What do you I think? Didn't see it. Didn't see it. I think he's just done. I think he was just like I think he was just like, you know what? I'm I want out of this game. You think Finley uh, was pissed he had to go in? Like oh by this point. You think Finley? he was happy? <laughs> you think Finley was happy to go in? No. He's like, oh uh, shit. <laughs> the more tape they have on me, the less chance I have of being a backup somewhere else. <laughs> just ruining his career by playing football because he wants to play football somewhere else uh well kudos to you rick for for calling it um you know one thing i've noticed is believe it or not these 2020 cincinnati Bengals are a fourth down team have you guys noticed our record on fourth down is actually better than most people's record on third down. Um, we, we go for it and we get it kind of at will. And it's an interesting stat because it's really at odds with who we are as a team in our, in our you know, kind of culture um, as a losing organization. On fourth down, when the pressure's on, when it's do or die, we go out there and we get it. I, what's that about, guys? Uh, Zach Taylor. Oh, Ford, what do you think that is? <laughs> you think it's Taylor? It's Taylor all day. What did they? Was this the game? Did they fake that 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 uh that punt? Was this or was that last week? They did a fake punt. No, we did one yeah. this week. A direct snap. Yeah, wasn't it? That's great. I mean, you we did the week that. before too, but did, did I we? think we did uh, this week too? I don't know, Rick. I love it. I mean, it's you know, of course I love it. But um, yeah, I don't know why we do that or why we get away with it, other than we have nothing to lose this year, and you know, losing by another touchdown or not doesn't matter. So. They take the shots and yeah, they've been successful. It's awesome. Guys, we are 81% on fourth down. 
That's awesome. What is Seven, it? 17 out of 21. We've att- <laughs> 17 out of 21 on fourth down for 81%. It's huge. We should just, um, yeah, why don't we just go in for it every fourth down? A lot of it's that was cool. Burrow, though, taking that, that sneak. Wasn't he like really good at sneaking it? Oh, for sure. Our third down conversion, on the other hand, is 35.4%. So, third downs aren't important, though. <laughs> not when you know you can get it on fourth. Yeah. That's right. That's the point I'm trying to make. Four down team. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> who would you rather have as your head coach? Um, Flores, the, the Dolphins head coach, or Zach Taylor, our head coach? After watching that game, just kind of seeing what the two teams are about. And, and just to set the stage a little more, the Dolphins and the Bengals are both rebuilding teams. You know, um, last year we both stunk. But we both built in the offseason through free agency and through the draft. You know, uh, a lot of people were talking about Tua versus Burrow with the draft and all that. Um, so, you know, we got a lot in common with this team is the point I'm trying to make. And if you, if you were the general manager, the owner of the Bengals, and you had the opportunity to hire Flores or Taylor, who do you think you'd choose? Slim Rick? First of all, Flores and all the Miami coaching staff probably because they're a good organization now. They all had the KN95 mask on. Did you notice that on the sidelines? Their masks were better? They had way better masks. KN95. Zach Taylor had the little neck scarf. Yeah. Uh, The gator? Yeah. What what is it? The gator? Oh, gators. Yeah. It's like a fashion statement, not a protective (laughs) piece of equipment like it should be. Yeah. Zach, get your head out of your ass, pretty boy. Uh, so that's number one. I think that needed, we need to talk about that, but, um, uh, obviously and I'm not taking Zach Taylor over anybody. Uh, he, uh, Flores went out and he fought for his team. He tried to get in Zach Taylor's face, rightfully so after two cheap shots, the Bengals had on his player. I mean, they look that's like what the you want to see. They look that's like the old Bengals. Yeah. yeah. That's what you want to see. You want to see your coach fired up fighting for his players they seem like they wanted to play for him throughout the entire game, especially in the second half. You don't see that from the Bengals players. I mean, this team was garbage last year. Now they're good. That could be the Bengals if you get another coach in there, but you got to get another coach in there. Zach Taylor's got to go. Joe Foe, anything to add on that about Flores? Did, were you impressed with him as a coach? I mean, you could tell Miami wasn't going to lose that game. And it's just always about, you know, just having a, a more like a, a more cohesive program. Like they just looked like they weren't, they weren't going to win where, and we're, I mean, they're not going to lose and we're not going to win. I, you know, maybe, I don't know if it's our, more of our um, like volition to actually lose over another team's power to win, but they, uh, yeah, they just seemed like they weren't, they weren't, weren't going to lose that game and we were definitely going to lose it. Well, I, yeah, I mean, go ahead. Oh, I was, I was just going to say, I was going to ask you guys, um, did you feel like the game was over? Because I felt like it was over at halftime, even though we were up 7-6. to six. I was like, we're going to lose. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, how and bad really, is that? You're winning at halftime, and you're like, oh, we're going to lose this game. Yeah, I mean, part of it is just the Bengals' nature. When, when a Bengals play, when a bungle play happens, and we alluded to it, that that scuffle on the sideline with Boyd and, and the penalties not going – the fair way 
when things like that happen, it's like, okay, okay, we're losing. Because cause there's going to be another thing. Oh, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, missed field goal. Okay, and there's going to be another thing. Oh, yeah, they get a field goal right before half. You know, like when those things start to happen, you just, yeah, kind of chalk it up to Bengals well, being. Coach team, a well-coached team doesn't let those things happen. You know what I mean? Like they can have a call. Calls not go their way, and they're not going to let it destroy the second half of the game. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to dig into the mailbag here. Chris O says, caught episode three. Chris, thanks for listening. Uh, He agrees that as long as Mike Brown is alive, the Bengals are doomed. Uh, He must have been raised in Cincinnati because, as you pointed out, Slim Ricky, it's just in our DNA. We, We know it's been part of the culture there for too long. But he asks this, and if we can just, you know, put on our our hypothetical hats here what do the Bengals need to do from here on out to get to the playoffs with zach taylor what would you do to try to get this team to the playoffs under zach taylor in 2021 thanks let me go first because i can sell the obvious easy stuff right off the bat which is mainly i mean protect burrow right like the defense seems to be playing this defense i think will be good especially when we get our like you know a lot of the guys who got hurt back the defense looked like they can, they can, they can hang, but, and then, you know, you just draft all offensive linemen or something, man, you do make some, you just get some linemen in here to protect that gem of a quarterback that hopefully is back at the beginning of the season next year and let him just do what he can do. Um, I mean, like, I, and you know, he's got, I think they've got enough weapons on offense. Even if AJ isn't here next year, that offense could be explosive. So, you know, it'll be a quick turnaround, but they've got a lot of talent. So I think that the offensive line's key. And then, I don't know, I do worry about I, – I, I, I really hope that Zach Taylor – this is my main thing I'm banking on, is that he does actually have some sort of vision and culture he's building. And it, and it started with like not playing, like playing all the rookies and playing all the young guys. I really, I mean, I mean, I know we're all shaking our heads as I say this, but I really, I really have faith that he, you cannot, how the fuck do you become an NFL head coach and just be that bad at creating a culture or like, um, or just not have some sort of vision. Like you can't just show up and not be, know how to call games. And like, I, I just, I, it would blow my mind to know that he just literally is bad at this. The fact that he's 37 really upsets me because I didn't realize he was so young. And now that I figure that out, I, I don't like that. But um, yeah, yeah. So so you're just focused on the O-line. Seven rounds of the draft, you want seven O-linemen. Seven two tight ends, two tackles, two guards, <laughs> and a center. Is that, is that what you're prescribing <laughs> here? Is that yeah, your answer to Chris O's question? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's my answer. I'm sorry, I rambled. But yes, mainly the O-line, yes. Okay. All right. Sweet Rick. I think John's right. They need to protect Joe Burrow. If you're keeping Zach Taylor, huh, I would say you'd have to fire both the coordinators. Zach Taylor would have to somehow miraculously get two decent coordinators that want to work for him. He would have to stop making the calls on offense and, and you know, delegate that power to the new offensive coordinator. I think you have to lose the rest of the games this season and draft the offensive lineman from Oregon. 
And then I think you need to pick up at least two offensive linemen in free agency. Uh, also, I think the culture so bad in the locker room. I do think Zach Taylor needs to uh, go through the legal requirements that an ex-Bengal has done before and change his name legally. I think he should maybe go. I think he can keep his last name Taylor, but he needs to change his first name to like, I don't know, like Mac Taylor. Bleach his hair, maybe dye it black. Um, get a tattoo on his neck. Just be a different person. Get a gold tooth. I don't know. And just if anyone calls him Zach, he just ignores him until they call him Mac. We call him and Lance Uppercut. <laughs> Lance, fine. Anything's better than Zach Taylor. <laughs> um, so, you know, change your name, get a gold tooth, potentially face tattoo. Uh, God, I don't know. It's going to be tough to have him. I, I mean, I think they could probably go to the playoffs just because Joe Burrow's that good and he can anticipate the rush, even with a bad offensive line and get rid of the ball fast, but other quarterbacks can't do that. Um, it's going to be, uh, you gotta, I mean, just the idea of him coming back next season. Like how, how is that? I, I know it's going to happen because it's the Browns. So he'll be back next year, but uh, just the thought of it, like it's extremely upsetting. I don't know. How do you sell that? How do you like, Oh, you want to buy some season tickets to Zach Taylor's Bengals? Why would you want to do that? Well, it sounds like you're having a hard time even grappling with this possibility. So let me now see if I can... Mac Taylor's Bengals, I would go buy season tickets. <laughs> you want to see Mac face Taylor, tattoo, that's it. If he gets a face tattoo, I'll buy season tickets. Well, let me see if I can try to uh, meet in the middle here, guys. I, I think if we're going to keep Taylor, I agree. There has to be some turnover in the rest of the coaching staff because clearly we've heard it from enough players. We, we've seen it through Dunlap, who, again – we covered it last week. He, he's not a, a problem guy. He, he's not like one of those players who's just always looking to grab headlines and, and you know, outshine the coach. He, he, he was a really dedicated member of the team. And so for him to kind of see these problems and other players we've heard coming out about it too, um, I, I do think there's something there. So whether it's Turner, Anarumo, I'm not sure what to make of this offensive coordinator, Callahan, but I think there has to be some turnover there to help with the culture. And I think if I'm Zach Taylor, okay, maybe I've got a 10 year plan, but still in this off season, you have to say, you have to say, look guys, my 10 year plan is changing because I've learned more about the team. I've learned more about you all. I now know what Joe can give us Joey B. Um, here's something different that I'm going to do. Like there's just, there's gotta be something in the off season that like helps the players buy into him, whether it's him just kind of getting on their level with something, you know, serious or funny or relatable, whatever it may be, uh, some kind of shift, you know, maybe like they start having, uh, tacos on on Tuesdays or, or, you know, fish on Friday, some tradition that he can ignite to just really get him to buy in. He's got to make it his family. But beyond that, just you know, the X's and O's. I think there has to be some um, fish on Fridays. Yeah, you know, <laughs> a fish fry could. Ca- he could he should it. get. He should make everyone become Catholic. Cincinnati would love that. I, what, but okay, so player wise, what do we need? 
I think we need a leader on the offensive line. And to me, it's not just important that we get talent and Panay Suell seems fine. You know, I don't watch enough college football to know. I'm sure he's great, uh, but I, I miss Rich Bram. You know, I, he was a guy who led our offensive line for years and allowed us to be great because he was the center and he was the leader. And I just think that center position is so important. So I, I'd love to see a big free agency signing, build the rest of the O-line through the draft. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, Ford, I think the defense is good. Losing Dunlap is a concern. To make it to the playoffs in the AFC North, this is a tough division. Uh, you know the Steelers are going to be contend- contenders. You know the Ravens are going to be contenders. The Browns, you never know what you're going to get each year. They, they're decent this year, whatever. I, I think we have to make a lot of changes. And, and I worry that it's not enough. I, I worry that um, it might take a big name coach to, to attract that type of talent here and, and Taylor ain't it. So, you know, Chris, thank you for offering that question and giving us this little exercise. I'm not sure that uh, any of us are ready to accept that Taylor will be our coach next year, but Freddie kitchens, let's get Freddie kitchens in here. Freddie kitchens answer to our problems. Why not? All right. I'm going to head to the next question for the mailbag. This is from Ross County for Life. What is the best Bengals apparel item you've ever owned? Ford, I'll let you start this one too. Uh, that's a great question. Let me think about that. Um, man. Thinking does not make for good radio, so I'm going to kick it to Sweet Rick <laughs> in case he's got one in mind already uh, best Bengals apparel uh, item I like uh, my I had a hat it was like a corduroy Bengals hat Al- oh, yeah. Alex you've probably seen me wear it I, I think I've seen it in pictures and I, I actually have a similar one that I really adore as well it's old school yeah vintage corduroy Bengals hat oh, and yeah. my dog chewed it up before he was on Prozac that's why he's on Fuck, Prozac now. dude get rid of that dog it's it, the hat's worthless now. Oh, so, that's terrible. I can't. Uh, I may have an extra. I, I used to have two Bengals corduroy hats. If I do, my second one has your name on it, Rick. Because that's sad. I'm sorry sad. about that. Yeah. Well, Four. That's my. That's my favorite. Yeah. I mean, I've got a multitude of uh, thrift store Bengals shirts that I love, and I've been wearing since high school. And I'm 37 years old, so just tells you how long I've had those T-shirts for. Um, the best jersey I ever had, which wasn't mine, but uh, our friend Dino left in my house, and I wore to many games because it was a, it was a James Brooks jersey. And it was huge and it fit over my coat. So uh, nice. That's my nice. best uh, in the game uh, paraphernalia. My favorite Bengals apparel that you own, John, it has to be your "I wish I knew how to quit you" T-shirt. Oh, that is good. I mean, it's really good. It's got this, like, just this real sincere, attractive tiger kind of on it with the words, I wish I knew how to quit you. Um, I would buy that shirt. Now, actually, you know what? I think I am quitting the Bengals, so that is a good shirt. Uh Uh-oh. It was designed by Jason Snell. Just a quick shout-out for him. Oh, all right. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, it's got to be my vintage Eric Bieniemy jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a, a birthday gift also from Dean, uh, the guy that gave you that Brooks Jersey. 
he really knows how to find a jersey for a guy. Um, but he got that for me, knowing I was a big beer, Eric Bianami fan ever since the mid nineties. And uh, yeah, I wear it to most games. I, I try to alternate cause I'm a little superstitious, uh, but you know, it, it's, it's that classic black with the orange stripes from the mid nineties. Everybody loves. Thank you, Ross County for life for that question. Great um, question. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we're going to go to I H Braves rule who had the question. <laughs> this was the silly one. When they fire Taylor, should they simply let him go or really fire him like into the sun? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> the quote today, I think he said that he's happy with the direction of the team or something like that. I mean, he should be kind of shamed publicly in some way. Wow. Not physical pain, but like, I don't know. Shame. Like, what, what would be the worst way to let him go? Like, how could we fire him in a way where he like, I don't know, is demoralized, has no chance at another job? Like, when would we be could the like, time or the we way? We could do, do like Wild Man Walker, but we make him sit on a billboard until the new coach wins the game. Wow, that is that's pretty that's that's cruel. Sounds appropriate like though. <laughs> yeah, so like you make an interim coach, the coach, and just being like, "We'll give you the rest of the year salary if you stay up there until this next coach wins." <laughs> yeah. Okay. And if no, if they don't win a game, you can come down at the end of the season, and we'll give you the rest of your salary for the year. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, well, we have to go back uh, up. With the might next be illegal. Year. Okay. I would do this. I would say you get Mike Brown's cell phone and you have him typing out a text to Zach Taylor. And he just says, we need to talk dot, dot, dot. And it's like a screenshot of the text and the Bengals Instagram puts it on Instagram. And then they, and then they're just like, Zach Taylor is being fired. Now that's good. That's good. I subscribe to that feed. Who is this? <laughs> Who does? Who does? Who does? <laughs> New phone. Oh, man. All right. Next one in the mailbag here. Price Chill says, <laughs> is Burrow guaranteed to get his job back now that Brandon Allen is tearing it up? And Allen has two <laughs> touchdowns and two interceptions, so decent, decent ratio for a backup. Keep in mind, one of those interceptions was a deflection. Mm. You guys think Burroughs guaranteed his job back? Not Allen? I would like like somebody to sincerely ask that question to Joe Burrow to see how he would, like, diplomatically answer it. Oh, he would. Oh, he would. He'd kill uh, it. You know, I have to earn everything I get, and I go out there, and these guys, uh, they they give 110%. They're professionals. They're pros. And, you know, this is all about the team. It's not about me. I just care about winning, whether I'm the backup or I'm the third string. Put me on the job. But, you know, I'm happy I'm just a kid from Ohio. You put me on the practice squad. As long as we're winning, that's all I care about. Uh, I'm here. Just have you thought about, you know, um, donating to the free store food bank in Athens. You know, these are the, you know, I don't care about starting. Uh, just this, this is what's important to me. And I just want, I just want to win. That is what Joey B would say. Class That's what he would say. act. He is class act, man. Class act. Uh, price chill. Please don't ask any more questions. Burrow's getting <laughs> the job back. Come on. Uh, it's hilarious. Okay. Next one. Um, 
Atawale Lion says, at least we know Burrow is better than Tua. Um, <laughs> he's solid, but he's no Burrow. And I do think this game confirmed that. You know, I, I, Tua, if I'm a Dolphins fan, I'm happy with Tua. But as a Bengals fan, I'm much happier that we got Burrow. You guys agree with that? You think they're on the same playing field, or is it is it clearly Burrow the better quarterback? Burrow's clearly better. Uh, first of all, great name on that uh, that guy who asked that question. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, of course, two is not as good as Burrow. No one's as good as Burrow except for uh, Mahomes. That's it. That's it. That's it. I was going to say maybe Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> is he still slinging but, it up there? Yes. Yeah, he's like fifth in passing yards this year. Wow. Wow. He said he he said he's found inner peace too, which is why he's found his smile again. Huh. That's crazy, man. Because <laughs> if I, I I've watched a lot of Bachelor and Jordan Rogers was um he won the Bachelor. Aaron Rodgers' his brother. He was on the Bachelor. True story. Yeah, he's also a quarterback. I think he's a backup in the NFL right now, actually. Jordan Rodgers. Come on. Um, but that's the first I heard of. And they, they would talk on The Bachelor about Aaron Rodgers a lot with him. And it was weird, man. Like, it was, it was like, we don't talk about Aaron Rodgers in the Rodgers family because he's, like, alienated the whole family. It's kind of what Jordan was saying. Wow. So, take that as you will. Wow. What if his... <laughs> What if his mom like works for Allstate and she's pissed he got that State Farm commercial gig going? You know, like what if that's probably what it was? Business related, yeah, yeah. it's got to be. I mean, what else could it be? I'm. I mean, that's all I needed to hear. I'm Team Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I want to thank everybody for all the questions they sent in. I, I really appreciate it. Um, Keep sending them in at wounded tiger five one three on IG and Twitter or email wounded tiger five one three at gmail.com. That is it for the mailbag this week. Can we can we just rehash that Miami game last year real quick? Yeah, yeah, sure. They were uh, down they were down what four, 14? No, they were down sixteen points with how much time left? Okay, we scored tw- we scored twenty three points in the fourth quarter. All right. I think, but but we scored. I think like sixteen. We did. We did. We did a, a touchdown on or two point conversion onside kick successfully, and then we did a two point conversion again after we scored a touchdown where Dalton ran the ball in. Yeah. Well, well, time was yeah. run out. Yeah. And it was tied, and yeah. then nothing happened. They hit a field goal at the end as time ran out. I think to win the game, which is well, just in I overtime. Think we talked about the, in overtime, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, in overtime. Which, I mean, we talked about, like, the greatest Bengal losses. I think we were, like, texting about that this week. Yeah. Uh, was that one we talked about? But that is a good – that's a good Bengal loss. That's a, that was one is, of the best Bengal losses. Well, this is by far the best Bengals loss ever because not only was it completely, you know, Bengals style, when, when again, 99% of fans want us to lose this game. Like it was yep. so important that we lost this game so that we could get Joe Burrow. And here we are trying to win it. And, and that's what, you know, what kind of brought this all up. And yeah, you got Andy Dalton running a touchdown as time expires. When's the last time Andy Dalton ran for a touchdown? 
When's the last right. time you know he stuck his duck out as a as a running quarterback? It doesn't happen. We were down thirty five to twelve with eleven minutes left in the fourth quarter, and uh, <laughs> wow. we came back uh, from that to again tie it as time expired um, with a two point conversion, and then in overtime as overtime expired. So we went all the way through overtime acting like we're going to try to win. And uh, it was Jason Sanders who got a 37-yard field goal for the Dolphins to win it at the end. And I know all Bengals fans were breathing a sigh of relief. No, I yeah. think you're yeah, – I mean, it is game. interesting. Like, when they – when they when those – when you know, the few games that we've ever watched as Bengals fans that actually really fucking mattered, or you could tell that, like, emotions were running high, it's nerve-wracking because, one, you're already a Bengals fan. You don't think that we're going to win, or you just – you just are waiting for Carson Palmer's knee to get exploded, you know, like, and, and, and like, cause you know, we're always playing the Steelers. It seems like, and they're going to blow up somebody because everyone's trying their hardest and we're going to come out on the butt end of whatever that, or whatever those situations are. So there's almost a relief. Usually I feel like in all these games where it's like, well, it doesn't matter. No one should really try that hard and definitely not get hurt. Um, so that's kind of nice. But, yeah, yeah, I think they definitely don't try as hard. But then it comes to coaching as well. We're like, how good your coach? How well can they make you try? And, like, you know, how much do you actually want to try for your coach? And, you know, if we don't have a lot of that going on, I understand as well. Although Zach Taylor is not a bad coach yet. Oh my God, you're out of your mind. <laughs> this is crazy. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. Give him one more shot. Give him one more shot. Watch him go like 10 and 6 next year with Burrow. Uh, if he, he, that's not going to happen. What's going to happen is he's going to get start out 2 and 6, and they're going to fire him. And then you're going to have a new coach in the middle of the season, and then you're going to have a whole nother wasted year of Joe Burrow when you could fire him right now and get an actual decent coach in there. I do. I do like that point. I can see that's that. That's the argument. What you just said makes a lot of sense. Because <laughs> that's what's going to happen. If he, goes, if he starts the season shittily, you have yeah. to fire him. You can't yeah. like be like, string him along for a fourth season. You can't waste Joe Burrow's first two years. You know, you can't. So you got to get rid of him now and get a new coach. I want to take us back yeah. in time. Tell me, folks, do you remember 1994, the Shula Bowl? We're talking Dave Shula, Cincinnati Bengals coach, versus father, Don Shula, Miami Dolphins legend. Did you know Don Shula only had two losing seasons in his entire 31-year career? Okay. We're talking about one of the best football coaches of all time, Don Shula. His son was a Dolphins water boy as a kid. Um, Dave Shula played one year of professional football. Did you guys know this? Dave Shula was a wide receiver and punt returner for the Baltimore Colts for one year in 1981. And then in 1982, he got hired as a coach at Miami. So he plays one year, then gets hired as a coach. A suspect. (laughs) A little, a little. There might have been nepotism. Some would say. Uh, so they played each other. Who hired? Who hired him? His dad. His dad was the coach of the Miami Dolphins, and he hired him as an assistant. Oh, he went to Miami. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. 
pretty pretty obvious. So they played each other in 1994. It was a 23 to seven spanking, as the Baltimore Sun printed it back then. Uh, Klingler threw a 51 yard <laughs> touchdown pass for the Bengals to Darnay Scott on the Bengals' nice. first possession. Oh, yeah. I love Darnay Scott. Oh, miss yeah. him. But it was all down here from there, guys. Say again. I just said Darnie Scott was my favorite when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. I love him. Yeah. But it was all downhill from there, guys. We turned the ball over five times. And um there's some a couple good anecdotes I, I got out of this article about the game. So on Saturday before the game, the game was in Cincinnati, and on Saturday before the game, nearly 45 friends and family members visited Dave Shula's house in Cincinnati for dinner, including his sisters. Uh, But his father, Don Shula, did not attend game preparation, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Don was quoted as saying, Dave would have done the same thing if the game was in Miami. No, he wouldn't have. (laughs) He would have showed up and been like, brought him a cake. Yeah, totally. And we later asked about, you know, his coaching career and everything. Um, Dave Shula said, I've always tried to be my own man, you know, and not ride my father's coattails. Said Dave. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that over the years, and some people say that's why I got this job. I'm proud of my name and my father's accomplishments. Hey, I could have been born in the Charles Manson family or something. One thing I guarantee, though, is that the Bengals won't keep me around just because my father keeps winning in Miami. That's correct. Well, for the record, he got four years in Cincinnati from 92 to 96. It was his overall record was 19 and 52 Um, in his two full seasons, though, with the Bengals. He only got eight wins. And Dave Shula, interestingly enough, is now the head coach of the Dartmouth football team. He He started there in 2018. How are they doing? I'm pretty sure every football team in the Ivy League is poor, but um, I, I can't say Perfect. for sure. Uh, I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah. See if you can check that out. My uh, my uh, ex-brother-in-law went to Dartmouth. He was a total douche. <laughs> <laughs> what made him douchey? Just, uh, I don't know. He referred to everything was egregious to him. This is egregious. I don't know. Added this part out. <laughs> <laughs> I love this part. Uh, yeah, it was slowly becoming my favorite part, but <laughs> what's egregious? Like f- toppings on frozen yogurt? Is that egregious? Anything was egregious. He was always outraged by stuff. He was, you know, stereotypical Ivy Leaguer. Uh, him and Dave Shula deserve each other. Dude, Dartmouth, Dartmouth is amazing right now. Is that right? 2018, 2019, they had one loss. In oh 2017, God. they had two losses. He found his calling. Wow. It's wow. a success story after all. Oh, that's sweet. I was really, I was actually movie. starting to feel really bad for him. Like, does this guy even like football? You know, like he's a terrible coach. He was a water boy. <laughs> then his, he, he played Dude. for one year as a professional. You know, was he needs to he needs to go to Dartmouth and coach a bunch of other spoiled little shits like himself. Maybe the poor guy wanted to be like a modern dancer, and, and his dad just said, "No, you're gonna be a football guy, just like me." All right, Jofo, you got some trivia for us? Uh, yeah, yeah. 
All right. You, you know what we need is a little bit of like uh, like Jeopardy music or something just to start us off. You can edit that in. You should edit something like. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, am I? The girls them sugar. Oh, am I? The girls them sugar. Here comes the first guy. You ready? I graduated from Central Washington with a math degree in 1996. It was an undrafted free agent. I was Seattle's third string quarterback in 1998. Hmm. Hmm. Kitna. It's Kitna. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. The last thing was. In 2001, I threw 68 passes in one game, tied for the third most in NFL history against the Pittsburgh Steelers, where they beat them in overtime. 68 passes? Jeez. Yeah, no shit. Wow. That is impressive. And then You're it says, like I Taylor ideas right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw on the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's how you beat them. Yeah. The last one was I wore a hat with a cross on it. All right. Next guy. Ready? After yeah. an amazing rookie season in which in which I had 15 sorry after an amazing rookie season in which I had 15 rushing touchdowns second in the NFL a series of injuries shortened my NFL career you know, John Carter and I was forced to retire after just 4 years It's not Carter. John Carter? No, it's not John Carter. Mm -mm. I was drafted in 88 by the Bengals in the second round. 88, Icky Woods. Icky Woods. Yeah. Is that Icky Woods? He only had four years? Yeah, he got hurt a lot, apparently. Wow. And like the I realized he was a rookie in 88, the year they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah he was a yeah, beast. Yeah, because James Brooks wow. was still our starting running back at that point, right? Uh, I think so. The last thing I have is I went to UNLV. I figured you guys might get that one pretty quick. So. All right, Come so on. that's two. That was quick. You want to hear the last one? Okay. Just for... Uh, all right. I played for Urban Meyer Florida Gators football team from 2007 to 2009. I was projected to be a top 10 pick, but my stock fell when I got a DUI my junior year. I went in the second round in 2010 to the Bengals. 2010. It was 2010. What year was Dalton? Uh, I have a feeling it's a wide receiver. Is that all you got, John? Mm -mm. I got a big one coming up here. I had 13 and a half sacks for the Bengals in 2015. Contest perfect. Dunlap. It's Dunlap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes more sense. Uh, Wow, I forgot Dunlap went to Florida. I don't know. I was thinking Big Daddy Wilkinson. He was oh. the answer one of the one of the previous times. Yeah, that's wrong decade. Yeah, he was. In yeah, I know he was. It's the wrong decade. But didn't he go to Florida? No, he went to Ohio State. It's close. <laughs> well, we've got the Cowboys up. <laughs> this next game here fellas um oh they're shitty yeah yeah i think it matters because we're <laughs> shittier hey. what's the final score gonna be sweet rick it's a one o'clock game at paul brown stadium and carson palmer is playing <laughs> what 
No. Oh, no, excuse me. I was going to say Carson Palmer. Yeah, start that over. Andy start Dalton's that over. Playing. <laughs> so, so I had too many Negronis. Uh, it's a one o'clock game. Paul Brown Stadium, Andy Dalton starting. Dalton's having yeah. – Dalton's throwing four touchdown passes at least. <laughs> uh, Dallas is going to win uh, 23-17. You think Dalton shows out? Yeah. Yeah. He's oh, got yeah. something to yeah, prove. Yeah. It, how healthy is he, though? I haven't been watching too closely. I, I know he got an injury earlier this year. Is he full strength? Has he been playing – last few weeks he i haven't been paying attention I, but i'm just gonna say he is full strength he got concussed I, is he back he's definitely back he i think yeah, he's, he's back. the starter he's back i'm thinking 19 15 cowboys i think it's gonna be sloppy I think Dalton's going to have too many emotions going on. I think he's going to turn the ball over. I think the Cowboys are a bit of a rebuilding team themselves. I think we got a chance. Yeah, I think Dalton definitely throws interceptions. But I think we'll throw. I mean, it's Finley starting. I guess, what is his name? will be back. Uh, 22-10. 22-10 Cowboys? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's picking the Cowboys. Uh-oh, that means the Bengals are going to win. Blow this draft. True. <laughs> Finley, this is Finley's coming out day. Well, you guys know where to place your bets. This is true. All over the orange and black. All right, that's it for this week's podcast. Thanks for joining. Joe Burrow, get healthy. Zach Taylor, find inspiration somewhere, please. And Panay Suel, you're going to look great in stripes. Hude. Hey, shit, no. Throw another 10-yard bomb. Get a face tattoo, Taylor. Face tattoo, and then I'm all on you again. I love you. Never turn on me, you're like a man.
Do you have guys that just kick it at your barbershop and, like, just hang out? I mean, I would like that, but I can't because COVID. Oh, right. Well, he does have one in particular. Keeneland. Keeneland. This uh, young young guy who's starting barber school in a couple weeks who, he'll, like, he's the one I was talking to who texts me if he wants to, he'll, like, come just hang out for the day. The apprentice. I thought thought he'd sweep hair or something. He doesn't do shit. He just sits there. (laughs) He doesn't sweep your hair? No, he doesn't even sweep the hair. I used to do that, but I used to sweep the hair. Man. But uh he doesn't sharpen your scissors. I always buy him lunch too. I Polish your anymore. mirrors, like nothing. He's building no. up that bullshitting, you know, repertoire. Yeah, he's he's a good bullshitter, isn't he? He's getting better. Yeah, yeah, he's fair. Uh, uh, you know, once you're standing at the chair, you get that confidence, right? I mean, when he's sitting across the way, it's a little harder to Yeah. To be the Yeah. No. No, you do. No. Call him Little Ho. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, little Ho, I forgot. 